If you're like me, these days of Christmas go by like a whirlwind or rush. They're so fast. It's good for us to go back to the story for a moment. Think about some of the key players that were involved that day. Obviously, there's Joseph and Mary. There's the angels. There's baby Jesus himself. There are the wise men who are going to come in a little time hence. But there also are those people that we know as the shepherds. It's so easy to pass over them. You don't think much about these men. But I want to drill into the text a little bit and take a good look at them today. Because after all, it's because of this, this compelling testimony that the shepherds give us. The report that they tell us about what the angels said and their journey to Bethlehem, and they're finding the Christ child, they give that testimony. And all that information about the birth of our Lord comes to us from these shepherds. When you think of a shepherd, you might think that they were inconsequential bystanders, people who just got caught up in the swirl of events. But I would suggest to you that actually God had a particular purpose and destiny for these very shepherds. God had called these men who were laboring out in the fields out beyond Bethlehem to bear witness to the Christ child and to do it in such a way with their zeal and enthusiasm that that message would come all the way down through the ages to you and to me. And that's what we find preserved in the scriptures is the compelling testimony of the shepherds. Now, these are just more than facts that they give us. They don't just give us the details of what happened, but they also point to the witness or the identity of the child himself. And that's what makes their testimony so compelling or powerful. They point to the fact that this was more than just a tiny little baby that was born in Bethlehem. They point to the fact that, as the angels portrayed to them, that this is the Christ child. This is the Messiah. This is the person whom the Jewish people have been waiting for ages to come. And finally, he has come. God has entered time and space and history. God has sent forth his Son to be our Redeemer, our Savior. And so in that sense, the shepherds have a wonderful mission and that is to proclaim the identity of that child, Jesus Christ. In the eyes of man, the shepherds were rather unworthy and unsavory people. They oftentimes were the youngest of a family sent out to the fields, or somebody who didn't really have any other skills and sent back out to the fields. But in God's perspective, these shepherds were counted as worthy to be the witnesses for the birth of Jesus Christ. And that's why it's worth for us to look at them a little bit and learn more about them. I think I had my first encounter with a shepherd about 25 years ago. I was a young pastor at that time, and I was uh, serving a church in central California in a little town called Paso Robles. And uh, like most Pastors, there's always a bit of chaos on Sunday mornings as you're getting ready to head off to church. We're getting the, the kids all scrubbed and tubbed and ready to go, and, and we're getting the family ready. I'm grabbing my sermon notes, and we're all 
jumping into our big white station wagon and we're heading in to church. And we're going down this country road because we lived about 12 miles outside of town. And I come around a corner and I see something I never expected to see in my entire life. About 10,000 sheep completely crowding the entire road. I couldn't go forward. I knew that if I tried to turn around, I would be quickly swallowed up by all these sheep because they were coming at us rather quickly. And so I did the only thing I knew to do, and that is I stopped right in the middle of the road. And sure enough, these sheep came swirling up around us. The kids all asked if they could roll down their windows, and I said, that'd be fine. And, and they put their hands out, and they uh, put their hands out so they could touch the sheep as they were going by. I learned a few things about sheep that day. First of all, I learned that they're awfully smelly. <laughs> Not exactly pleasant. I noticed that they were dirty. I had these ideas in my mind, this idyllic notion that somehow the sheep were all this this beautiful, clean wool, white as could be. But that surely was not the case. They were covered in dirt, pieces of wood, and various other things. And then lastly, I learned that the sheep were oily. Did you ever know that? We learned that right away as the kids brought their hands back in from touching 10,000 sheep as they were going by, that their hands were covered in this kind of smeared oil, which they commenced to get all over themselves and all over the car, so that we had to wash them, and we also had to wash the car the next week when we got home. After about 10 minutes, I finally saw the shepherd. He was about 50 yards away from me. He didn't say anything. He just waved. And that was my encounter with the shepherd. And what I learned that day was that my admiration for shepherds went way up as I thought about how ordinary the sheep could be, how they would wander, how they could get themselves in all kinds of trouble. And it was the shepherd's job to take care of them in the midst of all the different circumstances of their life. What do do we know about shepherds, about these shepherds in particular who were on the hills outside of Bethlehem? Well, first of all, we know it was a long, lonely, hard job, 24-7, 52 weeks out of the year. They were always out there in rain, snow perhaps, fog, cold nights, and hot blazing days. They were out there all the time. And the sheep grazed on pastures, seeking the fresh green grass. It was the job of the shepherd to to drive them or to lead them to various places where they could find an abundance of grass, where they could find safe pastures, where they could find still water. If it was rushing water, the, the sheep wouldn't drink. And so it had to be still water. The shepherds tended the new lambs as they were born, cared for the wounded and the sick and the aged. They sought out the lost sheep that wandered over here and fell in the ditch or got stuck in the briar patch or broke their leg as they fell off a small cliff. And at night, they herded all the sheep into sheep pens for safety from thieves and wild animals. These sheep pens were made out of rocks, just uh, some high fence 
and there always was a door, one door, right in the center of it. Or it was a, a just a, a hollowed out area of earth with earthen banks all around it, and there was that single door. The shepherd ordinarily would sleep there, right in the doorway, so that any thief or wild animal that tried to get to the sheep had to deal with the shepherd first. All that impresses me when I think about the shepherds. In many respects, shepherds were social outcasts. Often the youngest son, like David, who we see in the Old Testament, took his time as a shepherd, or Moses, who was a shepherd of the sheep. And oftentimes they were unable to participate in the weekly family gatherings on uh, the Sabbath day. They were unable to attend synagogue. They were unable to do lots of things that were ordinary for people to do in that Jewish culture. And as a result, they were always outside the camp. That's why we think of them as being somewhat set aside. When the angel first appeared to the shepherds, it's no surprise, they were terrified. (laughs) Wouldn't you be terrified? I would be. An angel appears in all of his shining glory and announces to me something spectacular, I would be afraid. And these shepherds were afraid. Yet the angel, upon speaking to them, tells them to fear not, for I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. Did you count them? Four yous. All of them are second person plural. And maybe you're thinking, well, Pastor, I don't care about the grammatical lineup of this, but I'll put it in Texas speak. It's not just y'all, but it's all y'all. It's the angel saying, for unto all y'all is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for all y'all, all of you shepherds. The shepherds were not inconsequential. The shepherds had a destiny to fulfill. The shepherds on that night were given a special mission to accomplish. And that is that they were go to Bethlehem and they were to testify to what the angel said and who this child actually was. And they did. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is well pleased. Martin Luther, in preaching on this passage, had some interesting observations to make about the shepherds. He said, Behold how very richly God honors those who were despised of men, and that very gladly. God chose poor shepherds, who though they were of low esteem in the sight of men, were in heaven regarded as worthy of such Great grace and honor. It is striking to think about how often in the Bible the Lord himself identifies with shepherds. You could probably name off a dozen passages. If you think about it, here's a few from the Old Testament. In Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. 
I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Or in Isaiah 40, verse 11, he will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. Ezekiel 34, 15 to 16. I myself will be the shepherd of the sheep, and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord. I will seek the lost. I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak, and the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. And lastly, from the New Testament, the words of our Lord in John 10, verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sake of the sheep. Just in a quick recitation of passages, we see the way, the wonderful way, that our Lord identifies with the shepherds. Think of it this way. As the faithful shepherd leads the sheep to green pastures and still waters, so the Lord promises to lead us, you and me, to places of grace and mercy and benefit in our life. As the Lord leads us, so he leads us as his sheep. As the devoted shepherd seeks the lost sheep, binds up the injured, strengthens the weak, so the Lord cares for us as his sheep. As a loving shepherd lays down his life for the sheep, so our Lord Jesus Christ gives up his life for our sake, when he takes upon himself all the sins that we have thought, spoken, or imagined, or committed, and how he gives to us his right standing, so that when we stand before God on the judgment day, we stand wrapped in the robes of the righteousness of Christ, all a picture of grace and mercy and all a picture of the shepherd. Now, the shepherds, having heard the message of the angel, didn't just go back to what they were doing. The Bible tells us in verse 15 of Luke 2, when the shepherds went away from them, or excuse me, when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, well, let us go over to Bethlehem and see the thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And so they had no hesitation, no second guessing, no fear. They made no excuses. They seemed to fully grasp the importance of this situation, and they went straight away over to Bethlehem, seeking this sign that the angel had said they would find. They would find a, a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And then going over there in haste, not waiting around, they then found that child. And they found that child lying in a manger, as the angel had said. In verse 17 and following, it says, And when they saw it, they made known the saying, that had been told them concerning this child, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds said. These shepherds gave a clear 
testimony to all. They made known what they had seen and heard. What kind of testimony was this? Well, first of all, it was sincere and genuine and authentic. This was what they really saw. And they weren't mincing any words. They saw the Christ child. They saw the consolation of Israel. They saw the one for whom all had been waiting. And it was based upon their personal experience. For after all, they were eyewitnesses of these events. And that, of course, comes down to us through the Gospel of Luke. That's why you know the story, and that's why I know the story. Because of what the shepherds have testified. It struck me how deeply spiritual their message was. They didn't glorify themselves. They instead were rather humble and contrite. But they emphasized Christ. They emphasized the baby in the manger. It was enthusiastic. And it was believable. It was ongoing. It wasn't just temporary. And lastly, it was persuasive. And it was compelling. So that all who heard of it were struck by the authenticity and the truth of what the shepherds were saying. Now, perhaps you're saying to yourself, well, Pastor, I, I don't know if I could be like those shepherds. I, I don't have the eloquence. I don't have the words. Well, the Bible doesn't exactly portray the picture here that these men were of great education and eloquence. They were shepherds. They were simple. They were outsiders. But they give us a good example, I think, of how we can give a compelling testimony about the person of Christ. You may say, well, I don't have a snappy answer for every provocative question that anybody could ask about my faith in Christ. I I don't know what to say. But you can give a simple testimony of what you know in your heart and what you've experienced in your life and what you know how God answers prayer and ministers to your needs and gives you assurance that he loves you and cares for you. You can do that, can't you? Well, that's the testimony of the shepherds. Very compelling. And their experience is the same as our experience in that they came to know this child is more than just a baby, but they came to know this child as the Son of God, the Messiah, the long-awaited Savior, whom had been prophesied for centuries before. And when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds, of course, went. And then, having seen Christ and bearing witness to all that happened, they began to make this testimony in a very clear and wonderful way. Verse 18, And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. The word there is that they marveled. That these simple men, these men who were outsiders in many respects, were now giving this praise and this testimony of the identity of Jesus Christ. And Mary, who heard all of these words that they were saying, thought about them deeply. It says in verse 19, but Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. 
And so what happens on that first Christmas? Well, for the shepherds, it was an incredible story to tell. And for Mary, it was a miracle to be treasured and pondered. And that's, of course, exactly what happened. And what happened over the rest of that first Christmas day? Well, the shepherds went back to being shepherds. But the Bible tells us in verse 20 that the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Evidently, this was not just a one-time experience. This was a life-changing event for these men. Their lives were changed forever. And henceforth, they gave a sincere, deeply spiritual, authentic, experiential, enthusiastic, ongoing, and persuasive testimony to the identity of that little child. What kind of testimony did they give? Well, a compelling, a compelling testimony that's believed by you and me and by millions throughout the centuries. In the eyes of man, the shepherds were considered unworthy to participate in cultured Jewish society. Yet God considered these shepherds as worthy to bear forth this compelling testimony as witnesses to the birth of Jesus Christ. And on that note, let us pray together. Father, we thank you for the witness of the shepherds. We pray, of course, that you might minister in our own hearts and help us in understanding the gospel, believing it each day, but also, Lord, and being the kind of authentic, genuine witnesses that the shepherds were. We thank you, Lord, for their faithfulness. We pray, Lord, you help us this day to be faithful disciples of Jesus Christ. And so we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.